Ellie scoffed. To a desperate man, I suppose not. I didn't reply, though I did agree completely with her assessment of my situation. She glanced away. When she did look at me again, she changed the subject. Yesterday was really something. Quimby office supply and the thing we did with the hammer. Two halves of a hole, I mused, looking at my tattoo and then back at her. She came closer and held out her slender, tattooed hand and asked, What does this mean? I touched her tattooed finger. It was soft and I liked that. When it turns pink, I said softly, it signifies nurturing and loving. She blushed again and dropped her hand to her side and asked, What now? Sorry, no prying pebbles or insightful picnic basket for me, I replied with an exaggerated long face. What good are fickle psychics? She said in a pout. My puzzled expression was completely real. They have been known to come in handy from time to time. You're insightful enough in your own right, Batia, she said. I raised a brow at her use of my real name. Civility becomes you, Queen Elizabeth. Her blush deepened and she said, I figure I owe you that much. We wouldn't have retrieved the rings if you hadn't kept your head. Flattery, I said, and pretended to mull that over before smiling. I think I'm starting to like you. I'd better get dressed, she said hastily, and headed for the door. What's the rush? I said in a rush. I was under the impression you aren't any more eager to do the absolute's bidding than I am. She turned back. I'm eager to retrieve another moonstone, and with it, the return of my remaining power. You mean your drencher magic spell? I clarified. And then what? You think if you ask nicely, Barbara will just step aside so that you can take over a position he's likely coveted from the womb? I don't intend to ask him to step aside, Ellie said. I gave her an assessing look. Take it from someone who knows your brother better than you do. He has no intention of handing over the throne, no matter what. This was a mistake, she said, and stormed out. Later that morning. For once, I longed for the nauseating scene of Ellie scarfing down her breakfast. At least it would have been a distraction from the tense silence accompanying the clatter of dishes as Draper came and went, delivering enough food to feed a small army. Hollow Katie's ominous presence lounging on the chandelier wasn't distracting enough this morning as we awaited word from the absolute. Draper left the room and returned a few minutes later, rubbing his hands together. Congratulations are in order, he said boisterously. By collecting the two halves, you have succeeded in hoisting anchor. And a special congratulations to you, Queen Elizabeth. Baffled, I looked from him to Ellie. Ellie stopped pushing the appetising morsels around her plate and turned furrowed brows on Draper. Come again, she said. You have successfully filled the void within by concerning yourself with someone other than yourself, Draper said. I scoffed. You have something you wish to add, Mr Brooks? 
She concerned herself with someone other than herself because it served her self-interest, I said bitterly. Draper scowled at me before ignoring me in favour of Ellie. Queen Elizabeth, you have shown courage and daring, represented by the fire symbol on your ring, and thereby have succeeded in yesterday's challenge, along with Mr. Brooks, of course, he added, as if it were an afterthought. Of course, I repeated with heavy sarcasm. Draper looked as if he had tasted something rancid. Your next assignment has arrived, Mr. Brooks. We'll discuss the two halves first, I said firmly, pointing my tattooed finger at him. How are these tattoos related to getting the hell off this plane? You've hoisted anchor, but you can't set sail without paying for passage, Mr. Brooks. How the hell do I do that? You must obtain the remaining four symbols of the pentagram.